0: Hello everyone. Thank you for tuning in today. Uh, Welcome to It's Time for More Injury Funding, the podcast for all who want to learn about legal funding and its significance in the personal injury, wrongful death, immigration, medical malpractice, and many other types of law practice domains. I'm your host, Laura, founder and CEO of More Injury Funding, the legal funding counselors with passion for law, medicine, legal funding, and heart for all suffering individuals. Uh, more Injury Funding is a sponsor, member, associate, or business partner of this podcast, Academy of Truck Accident Attorneys, Sandy Springs Bar Association, Georgia Association of Paralegals, Atlanta Legal Aid Society, State Bar of Georgia, and Georgia Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. In today's episode, we have a special guest, Attorney Hodge, uh, Josh Hodges, a law partner at Kruger and Hodges with six offices across the state of Ohio. Welcome to Sign for More Injury Funding podcast, Josh.
1: Oh, thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely, um, you have a very humble background, and your story about how you became a lawyer is really unique. What made you turn to the study and practice of law? How many years have you been practicing law, and what are the main areas of your practice?
1: This is going in my ninth year practice. and I don't know how unique it is. I guess other than it just took me a long time to get through it all. Um, I most people in my family didn't really go to college, so I, I just started working right when I got out of high school. That's what most of the guys in my family did. And I did that for a while. Um, and worked all kinds of different jobs. And I went to undergrad at night or during the day, just, you know, a couple of classes here and there. So it, it took me, uh, I think I graduated undergrad when I was 28 or 29. So it's was kind of just chipped away at it for a long time. Didn't really know what I was going to do. Um, but when I was probably about 24, 25, I'd always kind of been interested in law and like uh, lawyer TV shows and movies. I always kind of like those. But I just know I didn't know any lawyers. I didn't think I don't. Know, I just figured they were maybe smarter than me or my family or whatever. You have a lot of self. I had a lot of like self-limiting, uh, you know, beliefs. I think when I was younger, and I I actually got picked for jury duty, and I was kind of excited. Most people kind of dreaded, but I was like, this might be cool. So I had to go sit on a jury for two, three days, and I watched these two attorneys uh put on this case, and yeah, they did okay, but I was like, these guys aren't like geniuses. I I, I could do that, you know. So I, that was kind of the day I realized. I kind of wanted to actually go for it, and so finished up the last couple years of undergrad, and then I went to law school. Uh, I quit my job to go to law school full-time and then started at a big law firm in Cincinnati, and then 2017, uh, left the firm, started uh, working uh, as a solo, and then I've teamed up now with my partner about six years ago.
0: Awesome. That's a great story. Um, and you differentiate yourself from many other lawyers in the state of Ohio um, by surrounding uh, and the surrounding states in that you have a heavy and constant online presence saturated with remarkable video content, anything from tips about your areas of practice to challenges with insurance companies down to your wife's cooking lessons, uh, yeah. workout videos, travels, and everything in between. Can you just share some insights on the importance of video content content for law firms in today's digital landscape?
1: I don't know about workout videos. I might have done one of those. Mostly it's food. <laughs> my wa- my wife's videos do better than mine for sure. Um, but yeah, I, I, it wasn't something I, I started doing right off the bat either is what I tell someone who's, there's a lot of attorneys probably uh, scared to start and I was too. Um, I definitely was not a natural at this. The first few videos, I look at some of my older videos and I just kind of cringe because I I was over preparing and trying to be perfect. Like a lot of attorneys just try to be over, overly critical of themselves. And, you know, with time, I just kind of got more comfortable and just started being myself more, you know, the first few, I was in a suit every time and tie, and trying to be, you know, speaking clearly about whatever it was. And I would retake it and retake it, trying to get, get it to sound just right. And people don't really care most of the time. They, they I think just being yourself, whatever that is. I mean, if you're, super polished and eloquent. Yeah, be that. But I'm, I'm really not that. Um, so I just try to talk in my natural way, how I, how I say things. It's not always maybe how most lawyers would say it, but that's how I talk. And I think just kind of keep things simple and then not talk about law all the time. I mean, I do insurance cases and it's kind of boring. I mean, most people are not on YouTube or TikTok to listen to insurance like all day long. It's not the most fun thing to do. So I talk a little bit about that, but I try to highlight a lot of other people in business in my local community restaurants um I show what my wife's cooking she stays at home and cooks all kinds of really good meals so I'll come home and talk with her and we kind of have a banter it's you know it's really us but it's kind of put on too like i just pester her with questions like an annoying husband and she gives me you know whatever <laughs> answers a wife would give you know and people kind of see that we're you know real people um and i, I kind of i've i've started to like it i i it was a chore at first now i kind of like it to an extent um Because I think it's a lot of people have misconceptions about attorneys, what we are. And most attorneys are pretty good people. Um, We got a hard job. It is stressful. And I I think it's trying to be down to earth and show that, you know, more approachable, I think is good for people who don't know many lawyers, maybe just for the profession in general. And I think it may be good for me. They may be more likely to reach out to me as well.
0: Absolutely, and that's what makes you very unique. And by the way, I love that bread that your wife uh, baked yesterday with blueberries. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that <laughs> yeah, looks good. good. That means <laughs> I just had dinner. I said, I said, you know what? I'm hungry again. <laughs> so yeah, anytime, I'm, something. anytime I'm in Ohio, I may stop by your house for that good yep. bread. There. <laughs> do it. Uh, what are some key elements that make a law firm video content successful and engaging?
1: I mean, I think at first you just have to do it, and you, and you, and and you can't be impatient. Just, I think there's people I've seen on their website, they'll do 10 videos and then they don't do any more. And they probably like, well, it didn't work. And it's just not, that's just not how this type of marketing works. I mean, you have to be in it for the long haul. Um, The video doesn't have to be perfect. So what makes a good video? I still don't know, but I think instead of worrying about having a perfect video, start doing videos and you'll figure out kind of what people like and what you're comfortable with. And I think I started doing better on social media when I started Doing something that I liked, like highlighting other restaurants and other or not other restaurants, other businesses, other restaurants and all all, all those things. I kind of enjoyed doing traveling around, highlighting cool buildings I see in a small town. I kind of like that. And then if you like something, you're more likely to keep doing it. So then I got consistent with it. And I think people can see like, oh, this guy's kind of likes what he's doing. Doesn't seem like he's just there uh, hating his job or, you know. So I, I think you need to find out what you kind of have a little bit of passion for and mix that in there with your videos um, would be the best thing. And that's not going to be the same for everybody. I, I like traveling around to little town of five or 600 people. I can find interesting stuff there. Sometimes other people might not like that at all. They might like fitness or uh, other sorts of uh, endeavors. So I think you find something in your personality that you can consistently do figure out how to weave that in with the wall a little bit and try to have some fun with it. Really?
0: Absolutely. I love it. Now, how do you approach the process of creating your video content for for your law firm? Can you walk us through uh, the steps involved or do you use any particular steps?
1: Yeah, yeah. So I do have a a guy who's a videographer who will come once or twice a month and we'll try to, and that's when I do like legal content. If I'm going to talk about updates to Ohio law or things about insurance or things just about being a lawyer, practicing law clients, et cetera. Me and him will sit down and we'll try to do 10, 15, 20. However, depending how creative and what kind of mood we're in that day, try to give me in one batch as we can. And then that's some legal content that I can drip throughout the month. And then the other videos are more spur of the moment, like uh, like yesterday, my wife was cooking bread. I'd never even seen her cook that kind of bread of like blueberries and oh lemons. Like that looks pretty good. And she that now was... she'll she'll tell me like I got a good one for your videos, and as so if she's Ooh, cooking something a little bit different.
0: She's so, getting hooked. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, it's usually good news for me that I'm gonna have good food of nothing else. But I'll do those, and then if I just have a random thought, I'll I'll just pull out my phone. I mean, right here, just try to sh- I try to at least post one every day um you yeah, know some of them do well some of them and i was i was at a meeting yesterday and i was early i'm usually early i hate, I hate being late so I, I always show up places if it's going a further drive and i don't know where i'm going i'll end up being a half hour early and there was That's a little awesome. museum down the street so i went down there and they had this old traffic light which is kind of cool because we do traffic cases and it was like a 80 year old traffic signal like a red and green light so i did a little video of that it was pretty cool and people like you know a lot of people were Commenting on that one. So it doesn't really have anything to do with injury law, but, you know, it's a traffic signal, kind of like driving cars and it's, it's local and it's just kind of cool. People who like, uh, you know, antiques or machines or early electronics might like that. So, you know, you can get people interested in your content for, you know, different ways. I just knew that one would kind of do well because it was just something different
0: absolutely i have to watch that one uh later today <laughs> it's not um,
1: exciting like it's not there's it, it no exciting i mean i literally said look at this cool old light it's eight years old and they still got it. it's kind of weird and people were like man i wish they still were like that it was like because they had like a little timer it told you when the mm-hmm. red light was going to turn away it was like a claw so that's this amazing. kind of interesting so i don't know it uh just find <laughs> things you find are interesting and and i think just know that whatever I find interesting, there's tons, most people probably won't find that interesting. That's fine. But the people who do find things I find interesting will kind of like me. And then I'll have a little group, you know, so, you know, it, you don't have to appeal to everyone, you know, just appeal. If you get 1% of people to like you, that's, that's pretty good. You know, That's a lot of people.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you, you have a very curious mind. And that's what makes you unique, I think um i'm sure there are some common challenges hurdles that you face when producing your law firm video content what are those challenges if any
1: i mean early on i think just over over i've already talked about trying to overcome the perfectionism you know i got over that and now i just making sure i you know post them sometimes i'll just be like dang it's later in the day i haven't done one today so i need to think of something some days you're not thinking feeling as creative um the batches I do with the video for making sure I'm going and tag, you know, post I posted myself to TikTok, tock. Um, and then I think one of the challenges that I used to have is I would want to use that video. And, elsewhere like i'd want to put it on facebook or youtube too instagram going around and doing all that myself would have been and was a lot of time so now i have people i'll put it on tiktok and then i have a team that puts it other places so you get more bang for your buck same video but that is a lot of time if you're doing yourself and and, but it's kind of dumb not to spread it in other places because you already did the video so that's something that would have been you know a big hindrance early on when i couldn't afford to hire people to help me with things
0: and I was going to ask you next, actually, you kind of well almost answered that question, but how, how do you over, overcome those hurdles? I, you know, you mentioned by by having a team who helps you out.
1: Yeah, you got to have people uh helping you out and, and and holding you accountable to like, like I hire the videographer, I pay him every month. So that makes me like, yo, dang it, I'm going to do some videos whether I want to or not, because <laughs> here he is, you know? And so I think that it, it helps in that way. And just, you know... Uh, to for me to post it and stay organized and keep them all saved and put them on all the different places, that's not really my strength. So um I would slack at that, and because it it gets frustrating to to do something repetitive, like put the same video three, four, five different places. I'm I would kind of get burned out with that. Some sure. people don't mind things like that; they're quick with it and they they like it, you know.
0: Mhm. Can you share some examples of your law firm video content or any really for that matter law firm content that you believe um, have been particularly effective? What made them stand out? What what attracts people's attention to them?
1: Yeah, I mean I'd say a mix of, you know, the local thing, especially for me, like I I'm in a lot of smaller towns. I'm not in Chicago or Atlanta or New York City where there's probably thousands of videos posted every few minutes in these towns i would i would assume um but i go to some towns when i'm driving around ohio that might only have three four thousand people and if i do a video about that town yeah most people are probably not interested in it again but again i don't have to be interesting to everyone in ohio but the people in that three thousand person town if i do a video about the restaurant in that town they're going to be interested about it probably really oh, interesting because yeah. not a lot of people are shooting videos in little towns about anything so that that those do well. And I'm not talking about, well, like they go viral. They don't go viral. I mean, they might only get 500 views, but if they get 500 views and it's in a local area, I think that's a success more. So like my wife had made bread about a month ago, we had 5 million views. So that's awesome in a different way. Tons of people saw us, but a lot of them are in California or, or Florida and other countries where I can't get cases there anyway. So, I mean, it's cool. It's fun when you get a big one like that, but I don't think people should get stuck on they have to go viral. Or if you're getting a few views in an area close to you because you're doing something important to people there, I think that's a win as well. Absolutely. So those do well. And then my wife's cooking does, as far as views and, and content, Her the stuff me and her talking about her food does better than anything else.
0: At some point, you may need to create a new channel, just, yeah. you know, Hodges cooking channel. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah, we
1: should, but she doesn't want to do it like she'll only do it if I'm asking her questions. And then people sometimes comment like you're being annoying, but I've tried to where I just hit play and let her talk. And she's yeah. like, no, you got to be pestering me because that's what she's used to. So, like, I'll, I'll ask her stupid I ask her stupid questions that a lot of times I know the answer to. And we just kind of talk back and forth. Um It's fun. My daughter's usually in the background because she wants to get in and I usually don't let her in it. But (laughs) yeah, people. Yeah, it's 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 different. I mean, you got to you got to have thick skin, too, I would say. Like there are people going to say negative things no matter what Mm -hmm. you do. All I, I think I can stand that almost all of the videos I've ever done are like positive in nature. Like I don't get on there to argue or even take like strong stances on anything controversial because there's plenty of people out there do that and everyone has the right to do that and i think people should do that in certain instances but like that's not what i'm going to do like plenty of people do that i want to get on there and just say positive things or, or happy things you know there's plenty of negativity um but that. there's still people in the comments say negative things i mean so you got to kind of get used to that and don't the vast majority are, are positive. So I, I just look at the positive ones. Some of the negative ones are funny. Sometimes they're right. Like I did sound like an idiot when I said that, you know, or I was wrong, you know, I've said wrong things up there before. Um, but you kind of have thick skin. Most lawyers do, I think. So you just kind of got to prepare for it. you are putting yourself out there and, you know, the negativity sometimes will follow that.
0: Absolutely. Never, never lose that good, uh, good vibe and that fire in you. How do you measure success of your law firm video content do you track metrics anything like that or do you analyze results
1: yeah it's a good question and it's it's hard it's hard to track it like if you want like a video got me B client and I made C money off of it it's possible every now and then but usually that's just not how it works I mean people online they take a you know it's a complicated uh you know journey for them sometimes they'll see a video then they'll see a Google ad. <clears throat> Then they'll see another video. Then they'll go to my website. So the I might track and say, hey, I got a client off my website. But if I really talk to them, sometimes they'll say, oh yeah, I saw your videos too. But they didn't mention that to the person my receptionist. They'll just say, oh, I called you from your website, um, which is true. But you know it, what influence it has, I know it has some, and I definitely have had clients directly to say, I called you because of your videos. But most of them still come through the website or Google. Um, but I know that local people are seeing me and, and it's not. And I think one important thing is it's, it, it's I like getting cases off of the, the work I do, of course, and it helps my business, but it's not just for that. For me, I, I really do like doing videos and highlighting some of these small mom and pop businesses. And I honestly would keep doing that. Even if I wasn't getting cases from, it, I think at this point at first, I might not have said that, but like, I kind of like doing it and it's good for them. A lot of these companies, they don't have, big marketing budgets like an injury law firm or a law firm does. So I kind of get something out of just shouting out people like that. They're going to like me if nothing else, you know, and it's kind of fun. Gets me out of the office to go check out other places. You learn about different towns that you, you know, I would have never, you know, there's a lot of towns close to you that you never even visit very often. I think most people are that way because you get in your routine. So I like getting off the beaten path and whether I get a crack, a case from each video or not, I don't know if it's how it'll work. And, and I don't really don't even know if I care, honestly, at this point.
0: How, how do you ensure that law firm video content remains informative and educational while still being engaging for your viewers?
1: Yeah, That part's harder. There's some people online that do a better job with their actual legal content than, than me. Um, my legal content does decent, but it's kind of mixed in with the local stuff. And it's usually the, the lower the views. Um, But for me, I just I just speak plainly like off the off the top of my head. Usually the you know, the either the videographer or someone online will ask a question. I'll answer to my best of my ability. Um, But just trying to be like in kind of a laid back way where people can understand. I don't want to get real legal ease on people. Uh, I don't I think a lot of the flack attorneys get, I think, is because people think that we think we're smarter than them. So I, I think trying to be acting super smart's maybe not the best way to be online because people already they probably assume you should be pretty smart with the law if you're a lawyer. So I don't really feel like I need to get on there and prove I am that much. Um I think I try to prove more that I'm like likable and I am trustworthy, which I am, but like people don't always trust attorneys or anyone for that matter. So I I, I lean toward that seem to be more likable versus trying to be ultra polished and smart i I don't think you have to be like that especially on a, a platform like tiktok and videos you know there's a place for that my my content on the website written yeah i want that to be written in maybe a more polished way but some of the videos off the cuff i think we expect ourselves to be perfect more than the the viewers i don't think they care if i stutter a word or say something a little bit off um uh you know someone will call me out on it i mean i'll get a negative comment like i said before but it's yeah, it's all fun most of the time.
0: Absolutely, and you have uh, you had mentioned you have a really wide array of, of viewers. What strategies do you employ to make your law firm video content accessible and understandable for for a wide range of your audiences?
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it. I I just I just do what I've been doing. Really, I have, and people that are going to follow me. Are going to follow me? I probably am not. I on my analytics, I'm not the most popular with the 18 to or the 16 to 24 year olds because. I'm not 16 or 24. Um, some of them, if they are interested in me, it's because of the food things because everyone gets hungry. But like, <laughs> you know, the the thing I was talking about, like the antique uh, traffic light, I don't know if that plays well with 16 year olds, but 50 year olds thought that was really cool. You know, I mean, um, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. You know, um, so it, 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 you know, dip, try to do a little mix of everything. But I think being genuine and nice people of all ages can, I think they get a feeling like that guy's all right. I think with me, that's what I'm going for. Like that guy's not a bad guy and he, and he's local seems nice enough, like to, to the community, to, you know, to his wife while she's cooking, you know, um, that's all I can hope for. I'm not going to be, uh, and I've talked to marketers, people have helped me with videos or advice when I was starting out and they'll tell you like, Hey, you, you need to be aggressive right off the front, like clap your hands or whatever, some real aggressive thing to get people's attention and that may be true to go viral, but it just never felt like me. And and, and so I just won't do it because I just I feel stupid when I'm doing it because it's not who I am. And if that means I'm going to get less views, that's fine. But I think the views I get, I'd rather just people be like, "Ah, oh, he's being himself versus someone I'm not. Um, so I think people probably get caught up in that. But there's some people who have more in your face personality and they can start off their videos kind of aggressive and they do well with that. But maybe that's them, but it just ain't me. I'm more kind of like, Chill, like I'm, like I got a lot of energy, but like I'm not like bouncing off the walls. I'm not gonna be da- doing dances. <laughs> I don't do a lot of the the voiceovers, acting silly. I just don't feel right doing those. Really,
0: okay. Uh, can you discuss any specific um, uh, trends or emerging technologies that you believe will impact the future of law firm video content?
1: I mean, I, everyone's talking about AI. I, I'm, I'm sure that's going to do something. I'm not a really a expert in that, um, try to keep up with it a little bit. But as far as, you know, Google knows that a lot of people are going to TikTok and video platforms, and they don't like that, you know, they want to keep all the traffic they can. So the, some of the new Google updates, I think, are already pulling in more TikTok and Instagram and YouTube videos in this Google search results. So I think that's something to watch that I'm watching. Because, um, you know, if, if Google rolls out a product, you know, that's probably a good place to have your your marketing materials. So kind of looking for that. Um, yeah. And I think just, I think more, you know, there's more video content. I think less and less people are going to read less and less online and watch more and more videos. Um, even me, I like reading a lot. I mean, lawyers read, I I like reading, I read a lot, but I watch probably more videos every year than I did the year before. If I look back every year, probably for the last 10 years.
0: Interesting. I don't think I'm
1: the only one. I mean, I think that's where it's at.
0: Mm hmm. What advice would you give to law firms looking to incorporate video content into their marketing strategy?
1: I mean, you just have to do it. You have to start. And, it, you know, it, it, I think it's best if it's one of the partners or one of the people who wants to be kind of the face of the firm. Uh, and it kind of has to you know, be the brand like all my TikTok that has done so well. I'm not on there like I'm Josh from Kruger and Hodges and Kruger and Hodges this and I'm a lawyer. I I can't. It's hard for me to build a brand for the law firm. I can build a brand for me, you know, and and I'm part of the law firm and then you can get business that way. Um, So I think, you know, having one of the leaders of the firm be the face or, or multiple of them would be even better. Have their own you know personal brand would be good. But I've seen firms that have, you know, one of the younger like paralegals or receptionists running it. And that seems to work good for them too. So, I mean, it, it, that's better than nothing. Um Just my worry with that is they're maybe not going to be with the firm forever. Then you got a new face and it kind of throws people off maybe, but you gotta, you gotta get out there and start doing it. And you gotta find someone in your firm that is going to like, kind of keep at it. And you just got to be patient just, just like anything else. I mean, nobody puts up a billboard and gets a hundred cases the next day. So it's not how it works. So you kind of, you got to, Stay patient and just say, we're going to do this for, you know, it's going to be part of our firm process. We're going to shoot videos for the next, you know, foreseeable future and and kind of trust that it's working, but but also verify that it's working. You know, are, are clients saying they see your video? Are people in town saying they see it? Are you getting local people sharing it? You know, mm-hmm. I think shares are one of the most important things I would look for.
0: So this question may be off topic for our conversation, but you have a model where many of your employees are allowed to have a four-day work week, which is very unusual for the workaholic America. Give me the main reasons you believe your employees may be more productive and overall happier human beings working four versus five days a week and having longer weekends.
1: I don't know if they're, you know, I've read some things saying people are more productive. I don't know if we've been more productive with it. I think we've been about the same, but I think that's a win because they definitely are happier. I mean, they get a, they get a day off and I don't, I didn't pay them less, like cut their pay 20% or anything. And they don't work four 10 hour days. They work four eight hour days. So they work 32 hours. So they're, they get one more free day to do what they need to do in their life. And, And I think it's, it's going to be important for me in recruiting. It's going to be important for me, uh, in retention and having less turnover, it just makes me feel good. Honestly, you know, me and Scott, my partner, we're like generous, generous people in our community. And I want to be generous with our team. And I think, I don't know when I'm old and whatever retired, like, I think I'll feel good. Like, you know, a lot of the people work for me, had a day off with their kids where they had a day off and they were able to keep their studies going and graduate, you know, they're doing their own work, but we're, we're, we're giving them a little, little bit of help there with the, the day off, um, or they just have a mental health day, whatever, you know, they all use it differently, but I think, uh, it keeps them happier. And then, you know, if you got happy employees that really know, you know, cause every, basically every firm or every job out there on the job applications. Now they're going to say, we believe in work-life balance and, you know, maybe they do, but like, I don't even have to say that, you know, cause they, cause I put, we put our money where our mouth is with it. I mean, you have a day off. So, I don't That's have what else can I say beyond that? And I don't think any other law firms around here do that, that I know. So I do think over time, the word gets out, like, you know, it's a pretty good deal. The, the flip side of that is the four days you're here, we can't be like messing around. Like we've really got to get after it those four days. And, you know, so you got to have people who are, you know, A players, you know, pushing and they don't need like, you know, me on their, you know. On them to move faster, they kind of get they got to move um, because of the deal they got. You know, and some people are just naturally that way, and that's the people I, that we need.
0: You definitely lead them by example. That's wonderful, uh Josh. You are also very involved in your local community. What do you do for your community, and do you reap many benefits by doing so?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, th- I mean, I think some, some of what I do is the shouting out local businesses just on video, kind of giving them free press. I do a lot of that. Mm-hmm. My, my partner was on the school board for years and years, even before he had kids. I think he was on there eight or 10 years, which is a lot of work, you know, the, the board of education. Um, I'm in, I'm on some nonprofit boards. Um, we, you know, we give a lot of, you know, money and time away. We give sponsor pretty much everybody who asks me for anything. I don't think I hardly ever tell anyone no, um, which, you know, can't get out of control at some point. So at some point I may have to, but I don't like doing that. Um, you know, we've lived, I've lived here my whole life. So Scott and in the, we have a couple other offices around, so we really try to do our part in those, uh, towns too. We, we've hired a couple people who that's their main job is making sure we're doing community outreach and doing good things in the community. Um, because we start out doing ourselves, but you know, we get bigger, you get stretched thin. And I did, and I felt that about two years ago, like I'm not doing as much as I was before. Cause either I'm getting other obligations cause were growing. Um, so I've hired people to kind of, fill in the gaps and make sure I'm going out there. And if I can't, they go, you know, so it's kind of a commitment that you have to give back. And then every year we look at our revenue and we decide like, okay, we gave this much away to charity and, and events to sponsor nonprofits, you know, whatever they got going on last year and we've grown. So now we should give more, you know, this is kind of part of the you know, process.
0: And so you kind of also partially answered my question, but how do you stay connected with the needs and concerns of your local community while practicing law?
1: you just got to be kind of out there. If you, if you know a lot of people, I mean, people are going to tell you um, if they need help, especially if they know you're you've helped people in the past, you know, I've either helped them the same people we've helped in the past may come again. Um, And then the word gets out, you know, and we, uh, we just try to, and and through our employees too, I want to, I haven't done this yet, but I want to start getting some of the employees more involved in directing some of the giving we're doing. Like, what do you guys want to do? You know, do you want to go do this? Do you want to do that? So I'm not always, making the decisions who we're supporting then it's kind of two birds with one stone they're more involved in it and it's less things i have to like be decision maker on all the time so it kind of would free me up a little bit too so there's there's lots of ways and it you know it just has to come from a good place i think it's fun you know i always feel good when we you know support something um and do we reap benefits i mean i think we do i mean people know we're nice guys i mean that's that's pretty good i think um but again are people calling in saying hey we're we're hiring you because you supported this that's just not how i don't think that's how it works
0: Mm -hmm. now if someone needs uh, if someone is looking for personal injury or criminal defense attorney in ohio how can they locate you josh and and your company kruger and hodges Uh, do you have a website you you want to mention Uh, email address cell phone numbers
1: yeah yeah for sure uh it's the hometown lawyers uh, plural. At, so S at the end.com. So the hometownlawyers.com That's our website has all of our info on there um, on TikTok, I'm the hometown lawyer. Just no S on the end, just cause I'm the one on that um, same on YouTube. You know, you just type in the hometown lawyers, we'll pop up. You'll find us.
0: Okay, that was again, Josh, thank you so much for finding time to talk with me about courtroom two camera how video content is transforming legal communication and for being my very special guest on it's time for more injury finding podcast. But before we conclude today's episode, I have one last question for you. Um, you ready? Yeah, okay. Okay, what's the, the best? One? Yeah, it's gonna be the toughest one. Okay, you, right. never, you never had that one before. I hope. <laughs> What's the best piece of advice you you've ever received?
1: Mm. Uh, as one of my college professors, when I I didn't I wasn't a great student in high school. I just kind of got by all well, my brains and not a lot of like really trying. To do well, and I think it was because I doubted myself, like I was talking about earlier. But I was in college; I thought I was a bad writer, and it was because my grammar wasn't that great. So my teachers would mark me up for that, and I just thought I kind of suck at that. But re- I turned in a paper in college, and he just told me like you're you're actually a pretty good writer. He's like your grammar kind of stinks, which a lot of people had told me you need to work on that, which I have. But <laughs> he said the content and your story is really creative, so you're a pretty good writer, and you should maybe know that and maybe try to improve. And that was the first time anyone ever told me that and uh, that I was creative and I could come up with good stories, which he said was the hard part. And then I had to figure out where to put the comma uh, I could figure out. But, um, you know, so that was my best advice that I was good at something that I believed I wasn't good at. And, and then I've leaned into that ever since and tried to improve and improve because I knew I had that skill when before I thought it was something I was not good at. And that made a big difference just in changed my mindset. I really, that day changed uh, a lot of my career. I think.
0: That's amazing. I love it. That uh, was attorney Josh Hodges with Kruger and Hodges, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you all for watching and listening to our story about the um about the you know transformation of the video content in today's world. For more tips and tricks on legal funding and personal injury law-related topics, follow me, like, and subscribe at More Injury Funding. And it's time for More Injury Funding Podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, and other podcast platforms worldwide. Also on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, Pinterest, YouTube, Google Business Profile, and my website at moreinjuryfunding.com. That's with two O's. I can't wait to see you, my dear viewers and listeners um, at my next upcoming episode uh, soon. Until then, be well. Thank you.